Good morning. Today, we will look at the church, the congregation at Pergamos. But first, we want to begin with a look at the city of Pergamos. This was the political capital of the Roman province of Asia. This city was known for its culture and education. Having one of the great libraries of the ancient world, with more than 200,000 volumes. It was also known for its worship of the Greek and Roman gods. Pergamos was especially known for the center of worship of the deity known as Asclepius, who bears a rod with a serpent wrapped around it, which is used even today as a symbol for the medical fraternity. Jesus describes himself to the church at Pergamos as the one who has the sharp two-edged sword. John states that out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Now the description of the sword coming out of the mouth of Jesus reminds us of Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. By the word of God, the believers of Pergamos will be judged. Isaiah 55, 11 tells us, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void unto me, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Jesus said some things to this congregation. He said, I know your works. Jesus would have said this to every one of the church. It speaks to the omniscience of God. Our Lord knows not only our works, but our motives behind our works. The reasons why we do the things we do. We can hide nothing from our Lord. But are our works motivated by love for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? When we look at the church of Ephesus, they were guilty of losing their first love. How is your love for God and the things of God? Jesus says, I know your works. Jesus not only says he knows their works, but he knows where they live. And where they live, Satan has his throne. Yet they remain true to the name of Christ. The call to the Christian life and faith is not escapism, but endurance and perseverance. Matthew 24 verse 13 tells us, But he who endures to the end shall be saved. They did not renounce their faith in Christ. They did not back down from who they believed in and who they stood for? How are we in the face of testings and trials in our own personal lives? Does our faith wane? Do we want to get away from the church and from Christ? How do we respond? Or are you like the believers in the church at Pergamos? You remain faithful and true. 
Our duty as Christians is to bloom where we are planted, to allow our faith to grow in the midst of trial, in the midst of testing, in the midst of persecution. In spite of the challenges or circumstances, we are called to remain faithful and true, to witness for Christ where he has placed us. The Christians at Pergamos proved that it was possible to be a Christian under difficult circumstances and with sin all around them. James reminds us, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, as was promised to the church in Smyrna. Then James closes his statement in James 1 verse 12 by saying, which God has promised to those who love him. However, in spite of the fact that they kept the faith in the face of persecution, Jesus said, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. You have people there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin by eating food, sacrifice to idols, and by committing sexual immoralities. They also held on to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Despite their bold, unwavering stand against persecution, the believers were not faultless before the Lord. Certain erroneous teachings had infiltrated the church, the story of Balaam, when we look back, helps us to understand what was taking place in the church. Balaam was a true prophet who sold his prophetic gift to earn money from King Balak, who hired him to curse the people of Israel, but God prevented him from doing so. How do we treat with the gifts given to us by the Holy Spirit? Do we peddle our gifts that are given for the edification of of the church. How is our teaching? Are they according to scriptures? Or are we leading God's people astray with erroneous doctrines and teachings? As shepherds, have we allowed erroneous teachings to infiltrate the church of the living God? Let us examine ourselves to see if the church in the 21st century is like Pergamos too tolerant of sin, too tolerant of false doctrines and immoral living. Let us not be carried away with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they wait to deceive. But Jesus, being the merciful God and Savior that he is, he always makes room for repentance so he says to the church at Pergamos, repent. Five out of the seven churches are commanded to repent. Many times we preach repentance to the unsaved, but repentance is also for the believers. Note that this message of repentance was given to the church. A call for repentance also came to God's people in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face 
and turned from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It is a call to God's people to repent. There was a reward promised to this church as well. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone. What does these things symbolize it? It symbolizes the fact that Christians will enter into the blessedness of the new world, which would come when we see our Lord again. And in ancient times, a white stone symbolizes a ticket to a banquet, a sign of friendship. And so when we have given our lives to the Lord, we have a ticket to the marriage supper. We have a friendship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, my brothers and sisters, you and I too have a reward in heaven awaiting us, but we have to remain faithful, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as we know that our labor is not in vain. Amen.